Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life Podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Tempoli, our Head of Investment Development. Together we will be looking at the investment market performance and movements and discuss Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life Podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on zurichlife.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. As always, this investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. Um, there are some political developments throughout the month of May for risk assets and equity markets in general. Um, would you be able to give us a summary of what we saw? Well, good morning, Ian. Uh, yes, there were some political issues in Europe, in the Eurozone, in Italy in particular. So that was one feature of the markets last month. Other features were that there was good US economic data which was positive for, for equities in the US market, was actually quite strong last month. And the other main feature was, and, and connected to the Italian situation, was that the euro was weak. And that meant that the gains from international markets were enhanced by that move in the currency. So um, euro returns from equities last month uh, were very good. Okay, perfect. And I suppose you mentioned um, Europe as a key focus for markets. Was there much dispersion in geographical areas for, for world equities, for example? Yes, well, I think overall for the month um, as a whole, markets were up quite strongly in your terms by about 3.6%. Um, and then in the ind- individual markets, we saw uh, strong moves from Ireland, the UK and the US. Uh, Europe was the weakest market, down about 2.5%. And when we look at those individual markets, I mean, the US was up for the reasons I gave, strong economic data. Um, Ireland was strong really because two heavyweights in the Irish market performed particularly well, CRH and Paddy Power. CRH on the back of a share buyback and Paddy Power because there was some liberalisation of the gaming um, industry in the US where Paddy Power has an interest. So the Irish market was strong, um, US strong. Uh, Again, the weakness was in Europe and that relates to the Italian uh, election and the formation of a generally Eurosceptic government and um, events are, are, are unfolding, it's a fluid situation um, but we, ha- we did take some action during the month to reduce our holdings in, in the Eurozone because of the, the turmoil in Italy. Yeah, and I suppose at a sector level Zurich have favoured cyclical or pro-cyclical stock sectors um, the likes of tech and energy um, throughout the course of 2018 so what sort of divergence was evident at a sector level? Well, the big divergences again amongst the sectors, and that of course is a positive for, for Zurich, we're, we're active fund managers, and when we get these divergences either in assets or, or countries or, 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 or um, in sectors, uh, that gives us a good opportunity to outperform, which we did last month. We performed uh, strongly in, in the month of May. Uh, so yes, the, there was big divergences. The big story in the US was that technology continued to power ahead. Uh, the tech sector was up over 7% last month. Uh, and the standout stock was Apple, which is the world's largest stock. It was up 13% last month. So cyclical areas like technology continue to outperform. And the areas that are what we call um, defensive or, or bond proxy areas continue to underperform. So, for example, uh, year to date, the strongest um, sectors have been technology up about 11%. Consumer uh, discretionary stocks up over 7% and energy up nearly 5%. So they've been the best performing sectors so far this year. The worst have been uh, some of the defensive areas I mentioned, like telecoms down 13% year-to-date and consumer staples down nearly 14% percent 
year to date. So big divergences in sectors and that gives us at Zurich as active managers the opportunity to outperform. Okay, moving on to bonds, um, you, you've already stated some of the developments we saw in the European sovereign debt market um, with the basis of the Italian government formation and at the fore of that. What did we see, I suppose, within what were some of the numbers behind the European government bond indexes? And we've spoken about the theme of core v periphery over the last decade as such, really, within European bonds. Um, so what did we see there? Okay, well, we, we saw huge divergences between different Eurozone bond markets last month. Overall, the uh, index... The Eurozone index for bonds was down about 1.5% in the month of May, um, and that means that year-to-date bonds are kind of flat. But with, within the, 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 the Eurozone bond markets last month, huge divergences. Italy suffered the most, down nearly 9% in price terms. Spain was down about 25 And conversely, then, we saw the core markets you refer to, uh, like Germany and uh, the Netherlands, perform positively last month. Germany, The German bond market up about 2.5%. The Dutch bond market up just over two percent. So core significantly outperformed the periphery of the eurozone uh, during the month of May. Okay, and that concept of a rising interest rate environment remains as well within the eurozone. And just briefly to turn back to to the US um, in terms of the interest rate policy that we see in the US, um, we did see one interest rate rise this year in the middle of March. There's been talk of another couple this year. Um, what would be our view on that? Yeah. Well, interest rates have been rising across the yield curve in the US. So we've had 10-year yields um, have touched 3%. But a couple of years ago, they were at 1.5%. So quite a move upwards in 10-year yields in America. Uh, actually, the yield fell back slightly um, during the month of May. It's about 2.9% now. As regards short-term interest rates that you referred to, uh, the Federal Reserve are forecasting um, two or three more rate rises uh, this year. We've had six rate rises already from, the, from the, the turn in the cycle, albeit from very low interest rates of close to 0%. But we've had six interest rate rises at the short end uh, in the US. Another rate rise is anticipated for the 13th of this month in a few days' time. And then one or two more uh, during the rest of the year and possibly further interest rate rises in 2019. This is a particularly important issue uh, because if interest rates rise significantly, uh, the huge debt mountain that we have throughout the world becomes a more serious issue. So we're watching uh, the inflation rate very carefully. If the inflation stays benign as it is at the moment, then interest rates may not have to rise too much more uh, and therefore that debt mountain um, problem goes away for a little bit longer. Uh, if inflation does pick up and interest rates rise significantly, investors will start focusing in on that large debt mountain. Turning towards then commodities, um, we've, we've mentioned already that we saw uh, some strong price movements in oil uh, throughout the month of May, and it is obviously the, the dominant um, component of, of a commodity index. But bringing us through, I suppose, some of oil and the key metals and grains, what do we see throughout the month of May? Okay, well, commodities were mostly higher in, in May, but clearly led by energy, which was uh, the, the energy part of the commodity index was up over 7% last month, uh, whereas non-energy prices were, were flat. So the action is in energy. Uh, the oil price, again, up strongly um, during May, but not came off its highs. It was actually um, 23rd of May, it hit a four-year high, and it's just tapered, come off a little bit since the 23rd of May. But again, oil has been strong now for over eight months on the back of you know, generally strong demand th throughout the world. 
Gold um, fell by about 1.5% in May, finishing at about $1,300 per troy ounce. Um, copper rose marginally, but is down over 7% year, year to date. So the key commodities um, have been the energy commodities, and the overall commodity index is now up 4.6% year to date. And just, just finally moving to currencies, is euro USD rate has been a key influence on in markets um, for a number of years and, and through into 2018 as well. You've already stated that there was some euro weakness throughout the month of May, but what did we see in response to some of the political developments? Okay, well, the currencies are very important, um, particularly um, the euro dollar rate, which is the key rate for us at Zurich. So we've had, um, you know, last year the euro was a strong currency which held back returns from international markets. Previous years, the euro was a weak currency, but it was strong last year. And this year, um, it started off a little bit stronger, but now we've had some, some weakness. So the euro, the euro dollar rate moved from 1.21 to 1.17. It began the year at about 1.20. So a little bit of weakness this year, particularly in May. And as I say, that enhances the returns for many of the international markets that we invest in. In summary, then, just moving towards um, our current positioning and any of the activity we, we, we may have taken throughout the month of May, as we always say, we, we are active managers, which gives us the, the ability to react quickly um, to market development. So what were some of the actions that Zurich took throughout the month of May? Okay, well, overall, just to start off, we're, we, we remain, um, we have a str strong bias towards equities. Um, so we're, we're well above the middle of our equity ranges in our multi-asset funds. Having said that, from a, on a tactical basis, we did take down um, the European weighting quite significantly in May, um, to, just because of the political situation in Italy and the risk that you have a contagion of the um, issues in Italy and, and that the euro could get in, into, a, into a bit of trouble. Um, so that's a tactical move. We've taken money out of the eurozone, but we still remain with a strong bias towards, towards equities. Um, you know, the equities, the fundamentals still favour favor equities. We've got strong economic growth. We've got strong corporate profit growth. We've got benign inflation, relatively low interest rates. And the valuations of equities are back in fair value range uh, on a price earnings multiple basis. And equities still remain better value than bonds and cash, particularly on, on, on a eurozone, uh, eurozone basis. So, yes, we did take down equities but remain positive on equities, and we remain with a negative bias towards government bonds, particularly in, in the Eurozone. As regards sectors, uh, again, we've mentioned this already, we have a bias towards cyclical areas, and we have a negative bias to the more sort of bond proxy defensive uh, sectors. As regards the country positions in equities, um, Asia remains our favorite market. Um, because we have a strong bias towards equities, where we have um, an overweight position in a number of different markets, but Asia is the key one, and the underweight positions, mainly Europe now, because of the situation in, in Italy and that tactical move of reducing the European equity weighting. That brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis, and thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit zurichlife.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates. The value of your investment may go down as well as up. 
if you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.